guys, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Liberty Down a Dish. I'm Ken. I'm Michelle. And we're about to jump right into another episode of Queer as Folk. We are at episode 213 today. We are just plowing through season two. Girl, I can't believe it. We are. Like, we're rolling, <laughs> yeah, okay? Not as fast as some people want us to go, but we're, we're getting there. I'm telling you, it's not It's not a um, what a sprint. It's a marathon, That's baby. right. And just enjoy the ride. Yeah, let it marinate. <laughs> marinate on it a little bit. Marinate. This one... um. There's a lot going on in this one. Girl, I'm stressed. A whole lot. Stressed after this episode. Yeah, so okay. we're just going to like jump into it. Because uh. otherwise, I'll just spend a ton of time talking about like mm-hmm. a whole summary of it. Okay, <laughs> so we start out at Woody's, and Brian and Justin are there, and Ben and Michael, and Emmett and Ted. And I like this little pool game that uh-huh. they're playing. It's very cute. It is. Uh, cute. <laughs> yeah, Justin is helping Brian with his aim. <laughs> I mean, just their interactions. I mean, I know I say it all the time. I'm beating a dead horse, but it's so damn cute. Mm-hmm. It's so playful. It's like they just, it's almost like they've been knowing each other just as long as Michael and Brian been knowing yeah. each other. It's so comfortable. Um, and I love just their little interactions, the way he was helping him that, you know, here's the aim. Yeah. Know, get this right here. And he hit it. He did. He saw what he wanted. Sunk it right on, in the hole. Yeah. right on that hole. Okay. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about something today. I'm not even sure why, but- I was thinking about how Ben only knows them as like this, like yeah. Brian and Justin. He's mm-hmm. only seen them this way. And so that's like totally normal right. for him. You he didn't know? see the beginning struggle when Brian was right. curving him where left Justin to right. was having a chase yeah. after him. Like uh-huh. he only knows them as this thing that they are right, right now. So he, it would be interesting to see from his point of view if there was a way to like get that in an episode. Right, <laughs> you know, right. To see how mm-hmm. he kind of sees all the people in the game. But, right, True. But I don't think that he's ever going to get that chance because they're moving forward and they're progressing in a healthy way. Yeah. In, in my vision, in my eyes, it seems like it's just very loving and fun and the respect is there. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think it would ever regress back to what we you know, saw in the beginning. Yeah. All right. So, Ted is trying to promote or advertise, advertise the Angel Ball. That's a charity event for Angels Over Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. And they provide meals for people with with AIDS a very worthwhile cause and he's trying to get people interested in it and everybody's like yeah whatever they're just kind of like throwing his flyers away uh and then they tell him well you know you need to get somebody legendary like Madonna or the Backstreet Boys Mm -hmm. uh or who are have made a comeback? I always love the Backstreet Boys. Me too, but you know I'm more of an in-sinker. Oh, so. mm, point mm. of contention. Yes, girl. Well, I mean, we'll talk about that late sidebar. Yeah, yeah. Later. sidebar okay. for sure. Anyway, so they can't get those legends, but they can get a local legend or a Pittsburgh legend, and that is Davina Devore. And so she's going to be in town performing. And they say, hey, maybe we can try to get her to, since she's already here in town, maybe we can get her for this event. Right. I, I just want to say that I do um, commend Ted for his efforts for the community. Yeah. Because me personally, I every year I um, work with this um, this organization called the Toast of Life. And they kind of do the same thing. Every dollar they receive, they donate it to charity to the resource center. And the resource center in um, our community is the ones that give out the free AIDS testings and mm-hmm. uh, HIV testings and, you know, help you with your medications, help you find um, places to stay when you're homeless and you're young and you're gay. So I, I do this every single year. I have one yeah. coming up in July. So I definitely uh, love the fact that they actually put this in the show yeah. mm-hmm. and incorporated it. And they made it a priority for them. They did. They did. This That was the theme of this whole episode. Yeah. And so. you know what? Time by, back to last week. Remember when Ted was trying to get in with the A-gays? Yeah. And he was like, they do this charity, they do this event. Uh-huh. And so it looked like he was just doing it to kind of be with those right, people. But right. he really does have yeah. this desire to be charitable in him, which 
we probably wouldn't have picked that up in season one. No, I didn't. I didn't pick it up at all. Like, I, I would see Emmett, well, maybe Michael, and maybe Emmett promoting this, but I didn't expect to see yep. Ted doing it. Michael, Emmett, and then uh, Mel and Lindsay. I can definitely mm-hmm. see that Definitely group. see the girls, yeah. yeah. that group doing it, but to see him do it, I was like, okay. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I like it because it shows us a different color or a different yeah. side of mm-hmm. Ted. So I do like that he was the one who was spearheading this. There's levels to the boy. Yeah, okay. I know. Don't just... This <laughs> He's got some levels. Right. Some layers. Uh, we see Melanie and Lindsay, and they are at uh, this preschool thing, and they're trying to get, you can get information because they need to sign Gus up for preschool. And this is like serious business right here. Yeah. And this can seem over the top, but I know where I live, I have friends who, the when they find out they're pregnant, they immediately go get on a wait list. Right. No, seriously, <laughs> yeah. though. Because... Like some of the premier places here, their wait list is like 18 months long. Wow, that's insane. But you know what? You do anything for you know your child. For your children, yeah. yeah to get do... them into a good place where mm-hmm. they will learn and they will be taken care of or they'll be safe. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. So Seriously. this seems over the top, but this is like a real thing. <laughs> right. No, trust me. I definitely understand. <laughs> yeah, this is a very exclusive preschool. Melanie and Lindsay are listening and they're saying, you know, we're trying to diversify our student pool and... You know, we will consider children of same-sex couples. Um, that's what the lady is saying. So well, they're I, thinking, I, okay. I, be- I believe it because she yeah. looks like she's family. That haircut was <laughs> that haircut gave me the knockoff version of Mel, you know? And she so, did have a knockoff Mel cut. Yeah, so I mean, I, I thought she was serious, you know, about it. And they was asking a lot of questions. There was good eye contact. So yeah. I was like, look at yeah, this. Yeah, she didn't look taken aback when no. they asked about that. Mm-hmm. So it looked like, hey, this could, this could work out. But right. anyway, so... And they, that's what Melanie and Lindsay are thinking. They're like, okay, you know, maybe. <laughs> so over at the diner, there's just a quick image of Debbie, and she's swapping out the art on the wall for Justin's work because that's another way that he can, you know, get his work get out there, get exposure, yeah. but mm-hmm. also make some extra income. And that's just very sweet that she's supporting him yep. in that way. Yeah, and another thing that I love is that where there's a will, there's a way. You know, like, Debbie, yeah. Debbie's going to go above and beyond. Uh-huh. For, not just for Justin, but for anyone, you know? And the fact that she has the pool where she can say, you know what, we're going to take this artwork down. We're going to showcase your stuff. I mean, it just shows that, hey, she always believed in me because I'm pretty sure Justin is still, you know, a little iffy. Just, you know, a couple weeks ago, well, a couple months back, he wanted to just straight drop right, out of Right, and this school. is the new kind of art for him. Right. This wasn't his sketches that we saw in season right. one at his at his art show. Mm-hmm. This was his computer work. Yeah, and I love that she always is um, always trying to inspire him, mm-hmm. you know, and keep him positive and keep him that spirit that he has that we all love about Justin, yeah. you know? So I love that. I love that about Debbie. Mm-hmm. Well, his other mom was there. <laughs> his yeah, his mom. other mom. Yeah. yeah, Jennifer is there, and she's like, oh, I didn't know you were having an art show. Uh, but she's there, and she is coming to deliver some bad news, unfortunately. Mm. Uh, Craig is somehow speaking Girl, from that grave. That, that I, yes. I know. I put speaking him in the grave. the grave. I don't know how he's mm. speaking from it. But anyway, he is saying that he is not going to cover Justin's tuition. He's got two households and the stock market and all these whatever. Womp, he just womp. doesn't want to do it because I'm pretty sure if Justin would have gone to Dartmouth, he would have found a way to make it happen. Oh, he would have found that way. Okay? Yeah. There is no if. No, he, he would have found a way, okay? He just don't like Justin always being a leader and mm-hmm. stepping out and doing things that Justin wants to do. He thinks the money is going to control Justin, but, uh, baby, do you not know who your son is? Right. Okay? Yeah. He, he's a go-getter. Yeah. You're just giving him fuel right now, okay? Like, you lit the match. Now, he's going to show your ass what's up. 
Uh, well, so Jennifer says, well, it's fine. I can cash out my IRA. I can do this. I can do that. You know, I can try to, I can pay for it. And Justin tells her, no, you shouldn't have to do that. I'll take care of it myself. And I mean, to some people, they may say that's naive, but no, I get where he's coming from, where you don't want to be a burden on your mom. And especially because he also knows that Craig would have paid had he gone to Dartmouth, but he chose to do what was right for him. That was go to art school. And so he's like, okay, I'll accept whatever consequences come with that decision. So I totally get why he doesn't want right. to put his mom True. in that vine. And he also knows that his mom is going through some terrible times. Right. You She's know? having to go back. She just got back into the right. into the field, you know, working. And so, yeah, it's going to be a little yeah, while before so, things are yeah, yeah. comfortable so for her. He's just that smart and that loving where he's like, you know what? I still, I chose this uh, this path. I'm going to handle it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a man. I can get it. Mom, do not stress yourself out. Because and I just love that she offered her whole life savings. Yeah. You know? And she has another child. Mm-hmm. And she over, offered her whole and life savings. And you know savings. that boarding school that Molly is in is she's, so expensive. She don't even come home. Okay? Like, <laughs> yeah. there is no Christmas break, no Easter break, yeah. no nothing break. That she has got home. to be ridiculously expensive. Girl, I'm telling you, they took her to England. She, she across the way. <laughs> yeah. Okay? Lord. Uh, So, we leave the diner and we meet Davina. She's putting on a performance and Michael, Ted, and Emmett are there to watch and to try to persuade her to participate mm-hmm. in the in the angel ball. And so when Davina comes off the stage, they follow her back to the air. And they're like, well, we hope she's not, right. you know, this crazy diva that's going to be bossing people around. And she came right back there bossing people yeah. around. Did you see the little assistant's face? Yeah. Girl, she was shook. Yeah. Okay. I was like, ooh, Davina. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they do ask her to uh to take part and she's like look i do a ton of benefits i can't do anymore yeah i'm done don't ask but no thanks but she so she's talking well emmett and ted are lavishing on the the praise because they they like her but also they really want her to be involved right and then she's like oh yeah yeah because she's used to all she hears all yeah but then when michael makes the comment he kind of stops and uh she's like oh well thank you it's very nice to hear Mm -hmm. to hear that praise but Anyway, yeah, at this it, point, it she's not doing it. Yeah, she's not doing it. But <laughs> she's just, not interested. Just looked. Yeah. Uh, so then we see Brian and Justin in the Jeep, and Justin is telling him that he'll pay his own way because Brian offers to pay. He's like, I'll take care of it. It's whatever. Well, Justin's like, no, I want to do it. And Brian's like, just take it. It's not, it's not a big deal. And Justin says, well, you've helped me enough. I don't want to get to where you feel like you always have to take care of me, and then I don't want to feel that way that way either. Right. I want to talk about a couple things with this. Uh, so for you, I know that your partner is a little bit older than you are. Mm-hmm. And so I think that, you know, when when I was 18 and if somebody would have offered to do that for me, I wouldn't have understood that for what it was. And right. I'd have been like, no, I got it. I can do it. I need to learn. That's part of life. Uh, but now I see that would have freed up way more time for yeah. me to be like, for Justin, if he wasn't having to work and go to school... Well, you can take more classes. You can finish school early. You right. know, just all these other things that he could spend more time, like, just doing his art. Plus, you know, what he has to do for school or whatever. Right. But you don't see it that way when you're when you're 18. And also, like, when you have a partner who's older, especially what we know from Justin, it's like a struggle or a fight to constantly maintain some equality in the relationship. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, because, I mean, there is, you know, that age difference, it's a generation di- generational difference, you know? Like... 10 years makes a lot. Yeah. Well, they're 12 years apart, so mm-hmm. it, that definitely makes a lot. Me and Brad, we are two decades 
plus some apart. So, I mean, there's definitely a large gap. Mm -hmm. And going into it, yeah, basically kind of like Justin or whatever the case, in school, working, all of that. The difference is I was the one taking care of everything, (laughs) you know, just out of love. And I was able to finish on time and do everything just because I was very focused and very driven. Because maybe Brad didn't didn't work or do things like that, but... I didn't have to worry about anything else. You know, yeah. I knew that my family was taken care of because he was such a loving person like that. Mm-hmm. I knew it was a trade-off. It wasn't money. You know, right. um, just the love that he showed me and my family. I mean, the house was always together. I always had a home-cooked meal. He always uplifted me. He kept my spirits high. And also, he kept me on track. I could have been out in the clubs. I would have been in Babylon every day. You know, I would have been <laughs> yeah. out in the clubs. I would have been out with friends. I would have been drinking and maybe doing drugs. But I didn't do any of that. Because I had a strong structure at the house, you know? Right. So, um, but like you were saying, at that age, you don't realize, you know? Yeah. I mean, you don't realize how good that could have been. Yes, you could have had so much free time to focus on something else, you know, do mm-hmm. something else. But at the same time, you don't want to be a burden to someone else. Yeah, well, and going back to the episode 206, it was when Justin's like, okay, why am I here? Mm-hmm. You know, and so... He doesn't want to feel like he is a burden. Like, I don't want to be here just because you feel bad because I got bashed and I needed somewhere to go. Right. And also, like what you were saying about your relationship, like there were other ways that he found to supplement. Okay, maybe if it wasn't, you know, maybe if it's on an even exchange or something else that he does to supplement. Well, for Justin, it's like, well, I don't know what else. Right, (laughs) right, right. Uh, I can offer like, we can't stay at my house or whatever. And and he, he works and he's in school. And so just the schedule doesn't allow for that. And so I think it's just like, and that's also a part of him. That's part of his personality. He he wants to be strong and he wants to be uh, self-sufficient and independent as much as he can be. And so, yeah, I think that's what's... Right. And also, I want to piggyback on that and say that also, he doesn't have any friends his age. Mm-hmm. So all of his friends he hangs out with are already... I mean, Emmett is famous now. Tez has his own company. Michael just bought his own company. And Brian is super successful. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he doesn't, I mean, he's trying to fit in. You know, mm-hmm. he doesn't want to be considered the baby, the twink, you know, the little boy that follows us around. I mean, although they don't say that anymore. Right. But that's definitely what he, he had to deal with that yeah. for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, that's probably always in the back of his mind. You know, I have to be able to hold my own with these guys. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to hang with them, I have to be on their level. You mm-hmm. know, I can't be asking for handouts. I can't be doing this and that. You know, I have to be on their level. And for the most part, I feel like he's way smarter than all of them. <laughs> Yeah, in some ways he has surpassed their their levels. But then there's Brian's side in this, and Brian is used to doing for people. Like, that's how, that's kind of like the only, one of the few currencies that he he understands and that, you know, that he exchanges is he will do things for people. Like, with Lindsay, anytime she came to him needing money or whatever, he just, he just did it. With Michael. Quick. Yeah, when, when Debbie was having, was getting, um, when they had the money issues and Michael was going to need, get the promotion at the BQ, he was like, he was offering basically to to pay the difference or whatever. And so, and with his parents who are terrible people, he still he was offering mm-hmm. to do that. And so that's what he knows to do. And so I think it puts him in a weird spot because he's like, why won't you just accept this? <laughs> yeah. Right. And that's his love language. Mm-hmm. You know? It really is. Like, I mean, he's a sarcastic guy. He, you're never going to get like a serious sit down, just a sobby love story from Brian. You have to speak to him in his love, love language. And that's what he does. He takes care of, the financial issues that people are going through. Right. That's what he was put there for, you know, or well, that's what he feel his purpose is there. Yeah. And but. so that's what he's trying to offer to offer Justin. And so as they're having this talk in, in the Jeep, uh, Justin is, he is smart enough to acknowledge that. Like he knows that. And so he tells Brian, I love that you're, that you do anything that you do anything for me. And of course, Brian's gotta be Brian. He's like, I made an investment. I'm just, you know, 
waiting for it to pay off. <laughs> My thing is, why don't they just go ahead and get married? Like, God. The way Justin looked at him when he said that, it was so cute. Yeah. It was like, I love that you just do anything for yeah. me. And the, the look, like, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, just marry him. Yeah. Well, instead of marrying him, he, he gives him something else. Well, such <laughs> and, a hot little scene. But even with that, like... Brian also communicates through touch. Like, that's right. another one of his love languages. And so that's Justin saying, like, hey, thank you for what you're offering me. I- I'm going to pass, but thank right. you for what you are offering me. Uh, and so the guy who's parked next to them at the red light gets a little show. Yeah. He, as much as he didn't want to look, he couldn't turn his head. Yeah. I couldn't tell if he was gay or straight. I know. Yeah. But he either way, he was like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay I'm here for Driver. It. Uh-huh. And I love the way Brian just looked at him like, yeah, it's happening. Yeah. Yeah. It's happening. So then Ted, Emmett, and Michael are doing some work for the Angel Ball. They're getting some food together in the kitchen there. And Ted is complaining about Davina refusing to help. Well, Vic overhears and he recognizes the name. And he's like, oh, I went to school with, with Davina back when she was still Danny. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. And it turns out that Davina is a friend of the family. And then Ted tells Michael, oh, well, you should work the family angle. Tell them, hey, you know my uncle. You should come and do this thing because you know him. And Vic says, oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm right. sure she wouldn't. And the way me. he was acting, I was like, sums up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, I mean, he went from, oh, yeah, I knew that to, you can always tell when Vic is not being truthful. His face, his <laughs> he eyes. He's frantic. Yes. Yeah, I would expect him to be a better liar yeah. for whatever reason. Like, I know. in my mind, he is like the smooth, like, slick talker. Right. <laughs> you know? But you can always tell when he's going through, like, mm-hmm. uh uh-uh, uh, he ain't being truthful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Face told it all. <laughs> Uh, so then Melanie and Lindsay receive a letter from the preschool that Gus applied to, and he did not get in. And Melanie is indignant, like, this is discrimination, this is ridiculous, like, we have to fight this. And Lindsay's like, okay, we're just gonna try a different school, school, try a different school, try a different approach. Uh, we see Davina again, and she's doing a photo shoot, and Michael comes there to ask, and this time he is gonna try to work the (laughs) work the family angle. Go ahead, Michael. And so he name drops Vic, and then Davina's like, "Okay, well, then if you're Vic's nephew, nephew, then you must be Debbie's son." And then Michael's like, "Oh, you knew my mom?" He's like, "Yeah, I dated her," (laughs) and. We do find out something about Debbie here. Uh, she wanted to be a nurse yep. when she was younger, but she, you know, but life she happens. Kinda, but she kind of still that caretaking. She yeah. still gets to do that. She did mm-hmm. that with all the boys, mm-hmm. and she does does it with Vic. And, and now she, she does that with, with Justin, the guys at the diner. That's, yeah, and the guys at the diner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she's always been a loving, caring person. Yeah. So uh, Michael and Davina have a nice little moment in the hotel there, and Davina agrees to do the benefit. And um, he says, you know, oh, how is Debbie? He just kind of wants an update on her life. And he says, well, I haven't seen her since the summer after after graduation. He was all over Debbie yeah, in that conversation. Yeah, he I wanted was like, to know all of her details. Like, yeah. this, this drag queen. <laughs> so then at the diner, um, they are doing posters and getting everything ready for the for the Angel Ball. And Brian tells Debbie when she comes over, oh, I heard your, your old boyfriend is in town. And Debbie's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> What's going on over here? Shut it down real quick. She looks suspicious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She, <laughs> she looked, got the fidgeted and popping yeah, on that gum. For and- <laughs> real. Like, I've never seen Debbie shook. Yeah. Okay, like, girl, you look nervous. Mm-hmm. So she wants that conversation to be over. Uh, then later that night over at Babylon, Justin is there with his last dollar in his hand, and he gives it to 
the dancer puts it in his waistband <laughs> and Brian snatches it back. He's like, Mm-mm, you can't afford that. <laughs> you can't afford it. <laughs> yeah. You better save every little quarter you mm-hmm. get, boy. And he tells Justin, hey, my offer still stands. You can still take me up on it. And Justin's like, the answer is still no. Mm-hmm. I'm going to find a way to do this. Even though he went out to try to find jobs in other restaurants and diners and had not much luck. Right. So one of the dancers, they help him down off the bar. They <laughs> And Justin notices that there are quite a few dollars in his tool belt there. <laughs> He's trying to get all those coins. Okay, yeah. like, um... What I gotta do to get what I gotta do to get all those coins? Yeah, okay. and he just tells him like, "Hey, this is just this is a weekday haul. Yeah. You know, you should see the weekend." And so Justin's like, "Oh, okay. Well, you know, I'm at Babylon every night yeah. anyway. Y'all so. hire? <laughs> yeah. Who I need to hire a manager? Yeah, are y'all taking applications? <laughs> I got a pen right here. Where, where, where do I sign? <laughs> yeah. Then Ben and Michael are in Michael's old bedroom, and Michael is looking through Debbie's stuff and trying to find some answers for things that he couldn't get from Debbie. Looking... Well, for one, he shouldn't be going through his mama's right. stuff. Right. Okay? No, like, don't do that's that. That's private. Don't be all in my <laughs> secret little drawer. You never know what you're going to find. You go through mine. So <laughs> don't be in that, okay? Yeah. Uh, but they do find a, a yearbook. Um, and Debbie's picture is there and she looked very pretty. Aww. And then there's a picture of Danny DeVore. The first thing I said was, damn, that looked like Michael. <laughs> and I immediately got the questioning you. You did? Yes. You yeah. asked me, uh, who was that person to Michael? And I told you, I had no clue. Mm. <laughs> so, so Justin goes to Gary Saperstein, the, I guess, owner at Babylon. And he goes to talk to him about a job. And he immediately rejects Justin. Like, doesn't even turn around and look at him. But this is Justin. And he's determined. And Justin is a dog with a bone when he has a plan in mind. And he's like, I'm going to show you. <laughs> so Justin did Justin and came out half naked. Yeah. On the bar. <laughs> Hopped up on the bar. Yeah. Yeah. And strutted yeah. all of his stuff. It gave okay. him a, a nice little show, uh, which then spilled over into him giving Brian a show at the loft. Yep. <laughs> She's like, hey, this is how I got my new job. <laughs> and uh, and then there's a cute moment with them where uh, Justin's like, okay, yeah, I'm going to do this. And then Brian says, well, you also need to keep up with your schoolwork. And he's like, well, what if I don't? And Brian says, well, I'll have to spank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he gives him a little demonstration. And while that's happening, the loft door gets ripped open. <laughs> they don't ever lock their damn door. They don't, and, and I'm mad at him about that. But I'm also, they all know Brian is probably in the middle of yes. something. And they could knock they never or knock. no, they, they just barge call, right or in. Or you don't even call. Cell phones are out. Call, okay? <laughs> yeah. Give me a call. Don't just come into my house like that. You're mm-hmm. not paying that one bill in this. And then lot. they don't even turn around. Like Melanie's like, oh gosh, you know when she sees Justin there, but still walks up. <laughs> I mean, walks right well, up. No, to Lindsay him. just barges right yeah. in. He's like, nope, I'm, I'm gonna ask him. I got a question. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, so Justin gets up to go put on some clothes and Lindsay says, you know, they're talking around Brian and he's just like eating his Kung Pao chicken. (laughs) Yeah. And Lindsay tells Brian, she's like, I want you to be my husband. And he says, you already have one. Facts. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, but she tells him what happened with the school and how Gus was rejected. And she says it's because he has same sex parents. And, uh, she's like, so I need you to help me help our son get mm-hmm. into a good school because he shouldn't have to suffer for his parents and who they are and how they are. Right. And so she kind of works that angle because <laughs> initially Brian's like, no, absolutely not. And Melanie calls him a heterophobe. And Justin's like, it's true. Yeah, he is. And Brian is. says, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
he's not denying it. Yeah, no. But, and then Lindsay uses his words against him. Remember, you said it's not lying if they make you lie. Oh, she just knows him way she too well. Sure, okay. She sure does, yeah. She knows how to work him, girl. She knows all those strings to pull. And then it's, don't let Gus suffer. I know. <laughs> don't you want him to have the best advantages as the straight little kids? Yeah. With mommies and daddies? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, yeah. Girl. So, so she's got him. Hook, line, and yeah. sinker. <laughs> yeah. So he's going to do it. Okay, so then we see Michael, and he is interrogating poor Uncle Vic. <laughs> and he's just Boy, like, please stop. Please no, that, if that magazine came down one more time, I swear. Michael kept yanking it. <laughs> Vic could put it back up, yank it. Driver rolled up the partition, please, because he was trying to hide his face. Michael was giving him 21 questions. Yeah. Okay. Vic, to his credit, is trying to just like, that's not my business, no. not my story. Ask like, your mom. Yeah. Ask me what? Yeah. <laughs> Debbie walks in. <laughs> yeah. And Michael asks her about the picture and um, he shows her the picture in the yearbook and she's like, that doesn't look anything like you. Not, you know, not the least bit. And it's basically Michael with glasses. It's Michael with glasses. I mean, it's Hal Sparks with glasses. Yes, that's exactly what that is. (laughs) So Debbie, even when she goes to get her reading glasses on, she's like, nope, I don't see it. She's like, what's with all the questions? You know who your father is. It's John Michael Novotny. He died in Vietnam and she goes into this story. But a detail changes, and Michael picks up on that. He's like, "Wait, I thought you said." Yeah, well, she just yeah. she gave him the Cliff Notes version, so she needs to go, <laughs> this time she gave him the full version yeah. of who his father was. You know, mm-hmm. but Michael has heard this story his whole life about his father being a war hero who died in Vietnam and who was awarded the Purple Heart, and he's telling her, "He's like, I want the truth," and she's like, "I expect you to believe me. I expect you to believe what I've." told you this whole time and girl you know I, I'm, I got mad love for parents you know how much i feel about my mom or yes, whatever we case. love moms yeah but uh why do you think just because you say it i have to believe you this is the same person who told me that there was a santa claus there was an easter <laughs> a bunny tooth fairy, a like, tooth you've fairy been lying my, whole, my life. whole life okay for one bunnies don't even lay eggs all right <laughs> So, no, you want me to believe you? Yeah. T- after your story didn't change that you didn't tell me for 30 years, you can't even remember the details, girl? Get your life. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, I just feel like at some point, he deserves the truth. Yeah. Even if it will hurt. Truth. Like, I can see, I totally get that sometimes parents will withhold things from their kids because they don't want to hurt them or they don't want them to have to do with, to deal with, with, with pain or whatever. But at some point... Definitely about something this big. Yes. That he deserves the truth. He deserves I, the I truth. I think. For one, he's an adult. Mm-hmm. He can process his pain the way he wants to process it. Right. You know? And also, you can't deny him this type of information. Mm-hmm. If his father is actually living, he needs to know. Just maybe he can build a relationship. Yeah. If maybe something come about it, maybe something doesn't come about it. But you, you still, uh, you should give him the opportunity to pursue, at least pursue something like that. Yeah. I mean, he's thirty. This man talks about how his whole life, how he turned to comic books because that was the only hero he had in his life. You mm-hmm. know, how he waited and waited every year to see, you know what I'm saying, uh, like watch everybody else have mm-hmm. parents, uh, fathers and stuff. And he didn't, you know, so this is something that means a lot to him. And then you're still going to deny him, mm-hmm. you know, at least a conversation? Like, come on now. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, well, I'll save this for when we get to it. Don't let me forget that I'm saving something. Right. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I just. I just feel like he does deserve to know the truth because he's like, well, what about my grandparents? She's like, they're dead. What about my aunts and uncles? There were none. And so, yeah, like you've yeah. taken away this whole other extended family that could potentially be there. So anyway, so Brian and Lindsay do show up 
for this preschool interview appointment thing. And Brian says he's going to be on his best behavior. <laughs> um, they're going to go do this for Gus. And so the lady, the principal or whoever she is, comes to them and she's like, oh, are you the Kennys? And Lindsay's like, who? And yes. I'm thinking, Lindsay, you know you've been dying to be called Mrs. You Kenny. You know you've been dying to be called Mrs. <laughs> Kenny. Okay. Quit, girl. Uh, uh, excuse- oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, I- oh yes, that's us. Yes, uh, girl, get your ass out of here. Quit it. So, side question. I'm all over the place. What do you think is Gus's last name? And I'm, here's why I'm asking I this. I was thinking the same thing. Here's why I'm asking this, because... I have mentioned fan fiction before, and I've not read very many, but I do remember seeing one, and they had his last name as Kenny, and I don't think his last name would be would be Kenny. I think it's Kenny, only because she Mel can't be on the birth certificate. And well, see, he can be if he's adopted, but he's not adopted. No, she had, well, no. suppose well, see, they didn't really handle that. Yeah, that's why <laughs> she wanted it done but beforehand. So that's the whole reason Brian had to sign over his rights was so that Lindsay, I mean, so that Melanie could be added on. So then maybe so it, she could adopt him. And so I would think if anything is hyphenated, but with, did he sign? I can't remember. Yeah, remember, he signed he it. Did. Remember, he refused to. Yeah, he refused. And then he signed it because of Gee. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yep, 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 I remember that. But yeah, uh, so maybe it's hyphenated for sure. Yeah. But I was thinking about that too, like, are y'all going to be whatever her last name is, you mm-hmm. know, or are y'all going to be the Kennys, you know? But then, okay, then that complicates. See, this is why you don't ask questions like this about shows you watch. It's like when I say, like, don't meet your heroes. Because if Gus is going in there and his last name is, like, Peterson Marcus, like, why are his yeah, parents Kenny's. the Kennys? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so were they going to pull a Debbie and fake his last name, too? I know. <laughs> Girl, I can't. Ooh, let's get, let's, let's keep, keep going. Moving. So we can get back okay, let's keep so Okay, but there is something important here I want to talk about. Uh, so this is a cute scene with, with Brian and Lindsay. Brian goes and puts on the little fireman's hat. And, yeah, he is adorable. And he's being Brian. And she's like, oh my gosh, stop it. But really, he's trying to, I think, distract her and calm yeah. her down. Because you can see that she, she's nervous. Yeah, she's very tense mm-hmm. about this. And so instead of, he knows it's a big deal to her, even if he's just kind of like, oh, whatever. He's still doing this to calm her down. Right. And Lindsay says, there was a time where I thought this might be... Because she was like, you know, I thought I was going to have kids and they were going to be in school, but I never thought it'd be like this. And she's, but there was a time when I thought, yeah, this would be the two of us. If that you we don't would get be. Thirsty little ass. <laughs> no. And the way she looked, did you think that? Yeah. Too? I mean, and like, she asked him, did you think so too? She had a starry eye. Mm-hmm. Look, she like, did. Because like, no, it's girl. like she's still, I do believe that she's in love with Melanie. But there's something in her that in some alternate universe, her I think, Brian. is still, yeah, yeah has that vision of her and Brian. Mm-hmm. And so she does ask him, and he says, no, no, yeah, I never thought that. No, yeah. but it doesn't mean that I, doesn't, I don't, I don't love, love you. you. Yeah. And I 100% think that he's telling her the truth because he follows it up with that doesn't right. mean I, I don't love you. Because there's a slight pause before he says it, but I think it's like... I don't. I'm not trying to hurt you, but right. I'm going to tell you the truth. Exactly, because he's not going to lie. Well, they're close enough. If, if one point she thought they were going to be married, then they're super close. So he's able to tell her the truth, mm-hmm. you know. And if it hurts her, you know, he's not intentional, but he let her know. No, there was never a possibility. I didn't think about that at all. But I love you. Right. And we all know yeah. That it doesn't he loves change her. what we are. And mm-hmm. then he and then he gives her a kiss afterwards. And so. But that's that can be a very platonic thing for Brian too, because we talked about he touch always, being one of yeah. being his love language, and so there are a lot of just uh, platonic kisses in yep. this show that definitely come from Brian, and so. But his that's platonic what that was. kisses is not like a kiss on a cheek. I or know a kiss on the they forehead. linger. Yeah, like boy, that would be some full on ass kisses. I, 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 
thank God I'm not jealous anymore. Now that I'm a little older, <laughs> I'm not jealous anymore. But if I walked up on my man kissing somebody like that, yeah. like, oh, no. Okay, I'm not going to be mad at that person, but I'm definitely getting on my man ass. Yeah, like, uh, well, I mean, now they've got the rule where, like, they only, I guess, intimately kiss each other, Brian and Justin, but he stays kissing he all stays his friends. kissing. Like, yeah. God. He found all the loopholes. <laughs> <laughs> so then Debbie shows up to uh, at Davina's hotel room. And um, we find out also that Danny called Debbie Davina when they were in that's high school. So name. that's where the name came from. Mm-hmm. And so he has very fond memories of Debbie. Is yeah. what is what you we can pick see up on. that yeah. they had a lot of fun. They had great memories, a lot and great of time. love and respect for each other. Yeah, because yeah. when when the conversation we had at um, at the house, she was a little negative. What about some old drag queen and all this and that? You mm-hmm. know, or maybe it was at the diner, but she was negative toward Davina. So you would think right. that they weren't friends. You mm-hmm. know, like this was somebody that I just knew thirty years ago. Right. You know, like we're not friends. But when she comes to the hotel room, I mean, her face is lit up. Like mm-hmm. we don't ever see her like that. Like I mean, they're holding. We see her happy. But this time, this is like a different type this of happiness. A, yeah, this is a connect, uh, like a personal thing that she has. It's not through Michael right. or not vicariously through somebody right. else or so. You know, this no degrees hers. of separation. This is just directly, yep. yeah, a friend of hers. I mean, the way they held hands and the way she looked at mm-hmm. him and the way he looked at her. Well, she, the way Davina looked at her. Yeah. You know, like you can just see that it was some type of chemistry there. Yeah, and so uh, Davina says, "You know, Michael is a very nice young man." And he reminds me of someone I used to know. It's like, at first I couldn't figure it out, but then he showed me the yearbook or, or whatever. It's like, and then I kind of, I put it together. And then he says, why didn't you tell me? And so that's because you would expect Debbie to show up there and like raise some cane right. because you would think that she's upset because like you walked out and you left, but you find out she never even told him right. that she was, that she was pregnant. And then she said, you'd already left. What was I supposed to to do call you and ask you to come back and, and marry me and really at that time that would have been the expectation he would have to marry her mm-hmm. I mean, and it was I think, 1970 so. i think it said at some point that they grew up in a religious family i think that that was said but if even if it wasn't in the 70s like you shotgun wedding you, yeah, <laughs> you're no. gonna marry her if you got her pregnant and by that point she probably already knew that he was that he wanted was, to be Davina. Yeah, that he wanted to be Davina, that he was gay, that he wasn't interested in her in that way. Well, and she so, did know because she said you had already left to go to the big city to become a star. Mm-hmm. So she knew that he was going to do big things, whether it was gonna be musical theater right. or, or whatever the case. That's so true. she didn't wanna I think she wanted to protect him. Like I'm not gonna just She didn't want to trap him in, yeah. into life, yeah. Exactly. Like, you have to get out of this town. And make your life or something. Yeah. You know, make something of your life. So she thought she, the same way she was doing Michael, thought she was protecting him. Mm-hmm. She thought she was doing the same thing with um, Davina. Yeah. You know? And no, so it's it very, it's a very, it's very gracious of her to to do that, to not trap him and, and say, no, you got to come back and, and deal I with this. I will say gracious because a life was born. Yeah. I mean, that's his legacy, mm-hmm. you know? And he had no idea. He had no part in raising him. He had that's no true. say in the name. He didn't change that one diaper. He missed every video game. I mean, every um like sports game, mm-hmm. if Michael played sports, anything. He missed every single thing. Yeah, he didn't you know? get a choice to say yes or no. Um, and his parents, if Debbie and him is already playing, you know, if Michael's 30, we'll say say, say they 50, you know, um, or she was 18. So, yeah, so she's 48. Um, he never got to meet his grandparents, you yeah. know? Yeah. So, I mean, like... Yeah, and so that's true. He was kind of robbed in some ways. But the other thing is, like, would he have wanted to do it? But 
the choice was taken from him. Yeah. Is what you're, you yeah, what you're saying. You need a choice. Yeah. So whether he was gonna say, "No, I'm not interested in being a father," or "Okay, I'll be present in some way," right. or "I'll do the full father thing," like he just wasn't given no, given he, that choice. None. Mm-hmm. She made it for him. Yeah. So. Yeah. So that kind of goes a couple ways. So he asks her, "Well, who did you tell him?" was his father. What did you say when he asked about his father? And she says, I picked a name out of the newspaper. It's mm. one of the lists of the dead soldiers from Vietnam. Mm-mm. She even changed her own name. Girl, that's extra. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she got a, a purple heart laying around somewhere. Mm-hmm. She, she, from some pawn shop. She this lady, yeah. she dotted every I and crossed every T on this lot. If you ever want to become a liar, take notes from Debbie, uh, yeah. Debbie Novotny. Okay. Mm-hmm. She had every base covered. The story. She recited that story so much. Michael and her said it in I unison. I mean, she had a picture. It's possible that that picture isn't even the main that from the story. The name. I mean, yeah. come on. Like, she was prepared. Yeah, she was. And I hate that society is like that, that she had to do that because Debbie would have been judged harshly for being an unwed yep. teenage mother. Yep. And so I hate that society is like that, that she had to create this thing. And so I feel like part of her might have done it for that reason. The other part was to give Michael... Some kind of life. hero. Yeah, yeah, some kind of normal life and say, oh, well, well, it's because, you know, he died in the war. That's what happened. So you can still be proud of who your father right. was, you know. Because he would have been, if he would have known or if the world would have known that his father was a drag queen or was gay. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's hard enough with them trying to be gay in 99, yeah. 2000, let alone in the 70s and growing up through the 70s and 80s and getting teased. You know, he was already a little geeky. A little right, nerdy. yeah. So, and his mom is yeah, a little eccentric. And very. then his Uncle Vic was gay. And so, yeah, there's just a lot, a, lot. a lot going on. And so she was trying to give him give him that. And so, but yeah, to like, I mean, she, she would have had to pretend like she was married to the man. She changed right. her own name, you know. So Debbie has created this whole lie. And so every, I'm sure at some point, maybe she stopped, she got over it. But every time somebody says your last say, like, that's a reminder of that lie that yeah, you created. Yeah, 30 years, girl. Yeah. Yeah, that is some dedication, dedication to the yeah to the story. <laughs> All right, so I mean, for real, like she really believes this damn lie. Yeah, yeah, I think you know she's told it so often, and she has convinced herself that yeah. it's absolutely the truth to be able to convince Michael. So yeah, I do think that yeah. she yeah she did she the lie she's unwilling the truth. to accept anything else. She's like, no, this is what it is. I expect you to believe me. Yeah, That's exactly yeah. what she told Michael. I didn't like that. Yeah. So while she's still there talking to Davina, she says. It's not that you were gay, it's that you lied to me. Like that's that's what hurt me. That's why I didn't, you know, tell the truth or whatever. And uh he says, Well, you weren't the only person I lied to. I was lying to myself at the time. And Debbie says, you know, I think I think I, I knew already, you know, yeah. that might be why I even like why I liked you. And so so I think they get to do some a little bit of healing between the, the two yeah. of them the two of them. Uh, but she says, well, Michael has figured it out. Like, he's put two and two together, and now he knows what's up. So he's probably on his way here to talk to you and ask you about it. And then Davina's like, well, what what do I tell him? And, well, and Debbie doesn't want to be the one to explain it. So, right. so she's almost, like, trying to put it off on, yeah, on, Davina. on Davina to do it. And I'm like, you going to wait 30 years to tell me now you're putting this shit off on me? Yeah. Uh, absolutely not. <laughs> and for one, Debbie, how are you going to bring your redheaded ass over here and try to have me lie? Okay. Yeah. You want me to lie to my son? Like, no, because you lied for 30 years and now you think that he's not going to love you and they're going to trust you. No. If he finds out that you came over here to tell me a lie and to make me lie, then he's not going to love you. He's not going to trust you because you, you're going through too many l- lengths just to keep the story going. Yeah. I thought that was shitty. 
yeah. thought that was really, really shitty. And I lost a lot of respect for Debbie in that moment right there. I was yeah. like, if she does not make this right, I swear I'm not rocking with Debbie <laughs> like that again. Like, I'm not. Because, you know, I, I love me some Debbie. But, mm-hmm. girl. But this is a tricky one. This situation with her is a very tricky. Because I get where she's coming from. I understand it. But, yeah. There are a lot of, um, I guess... Kind of like victims right. to this. I know. think everybody is a victim in it. You know, mm-hmm. like everyone. I mean, back to Davina was Danny, but wanted to be Davina. So he couldn't even really be himself. He was only with the woman because he thought he had to be. Yeah. You know? He's trying to convince himself. Yeah, trying to convince yeah. himself. And then, uh, you know, he ran away or whatever the case. Debbie already kind of sensed that, but she was pregnant. So she didn't want to ruin it for him or whatever mm-hmm. the case. And then the baby is born. She's in a crazy time. So she has to create. I mean, so yes, everybody is a victim. Yeah. I see why it all Even happened. Debbie in some ways. But yeah, but but because she also spun this whole other story with right. it too. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, like, what if mm. these people who are John Michael Novotny's family, if they... What if you know Michael never heard this stuff and Michael's like, Oh, I'm your I'm your cousin. Yeah. <laughs> I'm your grandson. And For like, oh, who? What? Exactly. What if Davina had a brother, you know, who had some children and Michael ended up dating his cousin? I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, too. you can't be stingy yeah. with the truth. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not when Michael's, you know, back in season one, hooking up with people at Babylon. Right. Like, you, you can't just, be stingy with the truth. For real. I'm, cre- I'm telling you, Michael, we didn't mess around with his cousins at least once. <laughs> uh so Lindsay uh, is home now. She's telling Melanie that she thinks it went well. She thinks it's looking up. Like he might have a better, uh, a better chance with this one. She's Brian was charming and he was attentive. And with it's a little bit of because Melanie's like, well, I hope he wasn't too attentive. And so it's just a little yeah, bit of a little you know, yeah. But Melanie is hand- compared to season one. Melanie, she is handling this very well right. because she had to sit back and mm-hmm. act like she was nobody while Lindsay and Brian went and pretended to be the Kinnies. Went and, you know, represented as Gus's parents. And she just had to fall back into a corner somewhere. So, Melanie is handling this pretty well. I tell you, that's why I rock with Mel. Because she sees the greater picture. The greater picture is her <laughs> yeah. son's going to be educated with a great education. Right. Yeah, know, because so. when it comes to... Most of the time, when it comes to Gus, she's able to just say, hey, let's just put that first. Right? Mm-hmm. You know, because she's got her issues with Brian. And she's got her issues with Lindsay. But most of the time, when it comes to Gus, she's able to... Anytime it comes to Gus, they all team up. Like when Gus was sick that time mm-hmm. and how Brian stepped up to the plate because she couldn't go into yeah. the, the room and stuff like that. I mean, um, anytime it deals with Gus, the three of them, they come together strong as a force. Yeah, even when one of them has to like remind the other two, like, hey, <laughs> remember the bigger picture. Right. Yeah, so Melanie understands and what she says is that sometimes the sometimes the ends justify the means. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so then they get a phone call from the school and they're calling for Mrs. Kenny. <laughs> and Melanie's like, who is that? <laughs> She's like, oh, oh, yeah. They need Debbie in their life. Yeah. Because okay? they, they don't know how to do the lie right. Yeah. Okay? I mean, Debbie could have spun that lie. For- yeah. Everybody's lying about. <laughs> Everybody. Okay. Out here. Yeah. And so, yeah. It's all- everybody's lying about daddies out here. So they find out Gus did not get in at. Uh, at this school either because they actually gave the spot to a child with same-sex parents. Girl, I was dead. <laughs> yeah. I was on the floor laughing yeah. my tail so, off. And then Lindsay, Melanie says, oh, well, we need to sue. This is discrimination. And Lindsay's like, against heterosexuals? Yeah, like, <laughs> who are you suing, bro? Yeah. But I think there's a lot for them to learn here. Like, hey... Be yourself. Be yourself, yeah. And because what are they going to keep that up forever? Right. Every time there's some 
some school thing mm-hmm. over the years. Brian and Lindsay are going to go together. Yeah, yeah. exactly. No. Yeah. How are you going to explain Melanie when she comes to pick him up? Like, mm-hmm. is she the babysitter? How long do you think Melanie's going to put up with right, being, being referred the to nanny. as yeah. the nanny? Yeah. yeah not at all. Mm-mm. Like, that would have fallen apart spectacularly and pretty quickly, I bet. Yeah. When she's standing there, they're like, um, you're going to let the help stand here? Listen. Uh-huh. And- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then Lindsay says, okay. Next time, we're going to find another school, and we're going to go, and we are going to be, I guess we'll have his actual parents right. there. It'll be Melanie and Lindsay, because that's what it's supposed yeah, to be. Yeah, that's how it should have been. And yeah. it felt better either um, when they said that, too. It just felt better. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm glad. Yeah. Uh, so, over at Babylon, Justin got the job, and he is uh, up in some wings and some tidy whities <laughs> Girl, I'm ready to make my way to heaven, okay? Yeah. He's looking good up there. He is, and he, I mean, he's dancing at Babylon every night. Why not get paid for it? That part. So, okay. yeah. Uh, but Brian is not loving it. This was so damn cute to me, okay? <laughs> because we never get to see jealous Brian. Yeah. I, I don't know if he was jealous, but... I think it's a combination yeah. of things. Mm-hmm. I, but I do think it's a little bit of, of jealousy because but, I don't think Brian would necessarily hate on somebody who is doing what they have to do to get what they need, right. you know? Uh, and then he's always admiring the dancers there. So I don't think it's, oh, I can't believe you would stoop this no, low. it's a jealousy thing to me when I said, oh, maybe it's the wrong words I'm using. No, 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 I know what you're saying. Yeah, but I love that. I think that now his love for Justin's deeper. And he's like, you don't have to do this. Yeah, you know but yeah, like, he doesn't want to see yeah. him up there doing that. Especially when he's like, I'm willing to yeah. give you what you need. Like, It'll be nothing for yeah. me to give you what you I need. I am your man and let me take care of you, you know. But I know they don't have those parameters, like you know, those titles. Yeah. Like, I'm your man, you're my man, or whatever the case. But that's how he's feeling right now. Mm-hmm. And he sees Justin up there doing his thing. And it just, it, he's not jealous of Justin like working. But he's just like. Yeah, he is. You don't. I know why you're doing that, but you don't have to right. do that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like you don't have other options. Right. And so he really doesn't understand why Justin is not choosing those other options. Mm-hmm. And so, and also think like Brian just doesn't have all the words to explain exactly what he's feeling in that moment. But right. he is clearly uncomfortable yeah. with seeing Justin up there. I don't, I don't think he particularly loves all the other guys Looking, seeing Justin yeah, up there. No, that's you know? his. And uh, so, yeah, he's he's like, because the whole time he's awkward, he's like got his back to me, like can't even, right, right, <laughs> you know, can't even look. Uh, but Emmett totally gets it. I mean, Emmett's been out here; he's been a, a naked maid, and a- uh, Emmett's <laughs> been doing it all. I mean, he's fetched Dixon on the website. Like Emmett gets it. Like, hey, you use what you got to get what you need. I'm telling you, <laughs> yeah. Um, Michael is also there with Emmett Babylon, but he is not in the mood for that, and so he's on his way out. And Brian runs into him because he was running away from having to watch Justin. <laughs> and he sees that Michael is pretty upset about Debbie lying and finding out that this could potentially be his father. And he is just very hurt and angry. And rightfully so. Right. But Brian comes to Debbie's defense and mm-hmm. is like, hey, you don't know that for true. Um, for sure. You yeah. Know, like, just calm down. Yeah. And let, let it be. And Brian probably at this point has figured it out. And he's probably questioned that story that Debbie has shared. You know as, Brian yeah, questioned that story. <laughs> some point anyway Only michael's dumbass would believe but that he's story just, but it's, it, it's just like what he was doing with justin like don't necessarily just kick your mom out or don't right. necessarily attack her whatever she did she probably in her mind that was a she was trying to love you right. well or protect you in doing what she did exactly i think he said those words he might have mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh michael goes backstage so davina's there performing she does come to the benefit and so she performs 
And uh, as she's performing, Michael starts out in very sour-faced, but then he's kind of won over by Davina's charm because I think he sees, okay, well, Davina didn't do anything to me right. in this, <laughs> you know? Uh, so he follows her backstage after her performance and he has Debbie's yearbook and he shows it to Davina. He's like, I saw your picture in here. And so he looks and he's like, oh, yeah, look at me. I look like a young Tom Cruise. Boy, <laughs> Tom, Tom Cruise with glasses. But. Michael should have been a lawyer. Because <laughs> both his parents got that poker face. Yeah. Okay, Both his parents can lie through their teeth. Yeah, but he, Davina's playing it cool and he's... But what I like about this moment, which could be frustrating for some, but I like it. He keeps Debbie's... Um, he respects her enough to not... Right. To not throw her under the bus and not just say, look, your mama lied to you, she lied to me, right. <laughs> and all this stuff. And he didn't want to undo 30 years of work, you know, right. that, that Debbie mm-hmm. put into that. Mm-hmm. I mean, she raised a very, very great, because, great man. Yeah, and he sees she did, Debbie did that on her own, on her you own. know. And so I do like how he handles it, how he, I'm sure for Michael is very frustrating, but how he's like, look, I'm not going to be the one to tell you that. Right. You're yeah. going to have to get that yeah, from her. Yeah, you have to get that from her. And when she's ready, she'll let mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Yeah, but Michael is firm and he wants to know. And so he just straight up asks, are you my father? And still, Davina is like, oh, you know, drag queens drag queens lie. What does your mother say is the truth? Basically right. is what he, what he comes to. And then Davina says, the truth is what you, what you choose to believe. And then he comes out and this is the first time we see him as Danny. And he looked great. Yeah. Because as Davina, he was not attractive. But as Danny, <laughs> he looked great. He's being a new makeup artist. Yeah, he needs Davina. a new makeup. Yeah, for real. Yeah, yeah Davina needs uh, some work. But, um, yeah, so we see him, yeah, just truly for truly as as Danny in this in this moment. And so I, I thought that was very important that that's the first time that we, because we've seen him in different states of undress as right. Davina, but this is the first time that he is just Danny when he's coming mm-hmm. to Michael, when he's speaking about the truth, you know? And right. he says, it's what you choose to believe. Yes. Come through. <laughs> See, that's why I love Ishelle, okay? Come through. I love that. Yeah. And he tells Michael, he says, she gave you a hero that you could be proud of. Um, and whether you believe it or not is up to you. Right. And so he's, I think he has respect for Debbie, but he also has some respect for Michael. And it's like, I don't want to lie to you. But also, I don't want to take that from you. Right. And I don't want to come in between you and your mom because I've not been there. <laughs> you know? But he gave Michael what Michael needed to know. Yeah. I mean, he told Michael the truth without having to say a word. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Just so well done. And so it's like, hey, whichever truth is going to be best for you, that's the truth that you can hang on to. Right. Uh, if you want to believe that I'm your father, then that's on yeah. you. If you want to believe that it's the this war hero poor man who, <laughs> who couldn't who grab the on Yeah. And, yeah. Whatever, you can believe that. So then the night is over at Babylon. They're cleaning everything up. And Justin is heading out. I don't like this scene. Anyway, uh, Justin is um, leaving for the night. And he sees uh, Saperstein, Gary. Gary, yep. And he says, you know, how did I do? And he's like, hey, not bad. So basically, you know, you got the job. And Justin tells him, well, the tips suck. And he says, oh, you have to dance on the bar. And that's where the real money is. And you have to work your way up to that. Maybe in like six months or so, you'll be there. But Justin's like, no, I need money now. now. Like, I've got to pay tuition right now. 
And Gary says, well, you give me some time, I'll give you some time. That's sleazebucket. I could already I say he was going to say that from his look. Mm-hmm. Okay, where he the hell is, looks, ugh. Where is Me Too? Yeah. Okay, it should have been then because that was some terrible ass shit right yeah. there. Yeah, and Justin initially says, no, no thanks. And then he baits him with money. Well, mm-hmm. when if you ever change yeah, your mind, we'll yeah, make thousands want, of dollars yeah, a month. Yeah, then, exactly. Yeah, then come holler. Then at let me. me know. And you know this. I don't like this in here, but I think it's important. This is the thing that I love about queer folk, and that makes so many people upset or uncomfortable. They put the truth out there. Yeah, they because do. this really That's happens. Real life. I have some friends from well, they're more like acquaintances in college, and they. Works at the semi-local strip joint around here. Right. And that's pretty much, that was the unspoken rule. Like, yeah. if you want the top spot or the top clients or whatever, like, tip for tap. Anything, you know? I feel like this the, it's the industry. Mm-hmm. And anything doing, dealing with entertainment, it's always that casting couch. Yeah. You know? And that's, I mean, he he was put in a predicament where, like, yo, if you want, basically, if you want this role, right. what you going to do for it? You right. Know? And, yeah, it happens all the time. Mm-hmm. I, it sucks. But I'm glad they they brought it to the um the um front street you yeah know? Mm-hmm. and um was able to address it. Mm-hmm. Well, and it, it made sense for it to be just because when you're desperate, that's when you, you make questionable anything. decisions, mm-hmm. things that are not in line with your character and with who you are, because you're like, I need this, I need this right now. And he was so determined to make this happen on his own, to be the one who paid for tuitions. Like I said, I could do it. I told myself that. I told my mom that. I told Brian that. Like I have to. I'm going to do it. And then here's a person who takes advantage of his desperation, and it's like, okay, you got to give me something. Yeah. If you want, which Justin's got to be the one up there on the bar dancing yeah. all hours of the night. Mm-hmm. So you're getting nothing out of that. And bringing people to right. your establishment. Re- exactly. Okay? Yeah. They're coming to see me, not you, mm-hmm. Otis. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So, but Lord, my thing is, I just hated that Justin had to compromise his integrity yeah. to stay in school. He did this so he could be in school. I know it hurts and it sucks and it. I am angry and I'm sad and just a whole lot of stuff in this scene because of um, you know, Justin's like, okay, well, I do need this money. I do need to fast track it. I can't wait six months, and so he I suggests. To Gary, to Gary that he's interested. Yeah, and uh. so then, oh, uh, it's just so I know. It's awful. Just so, I feel I nasty. Mean, like I, I need a shower. Too. Like I don't even want to describe it. I know. I mean, you can see it on Justin's face. He's like, yeah, "What am I doing? Why am I doing this?" Trying to not lose his lunch. You can see the disgust on his face. Mm-hmm. You know, like I love how he said no and turned around, but then the money. You know, he got to thinking. Well, damn, I do want to. And go it's to like school. okay, if all I have to do is stand here and let him do his business i can try to end it really right. quickly and then i can go home and then just move on you and know? although justin did make this decision to go ahead and go through it what if I, this is still craig's damn fault okay? yeah this is <laughs> craig put fault. him in this position he did you know so i'm just like yeah you no. are not off the hook craig but yeah this is bad and if this if you were put in this situation know that it is not okay this is not okay if somebody is taking advantage of you in this way. And I'm glad that we have more awareness on it now and mm-hmm. you, people are able to speak up. So, guys, side note, like she said, if it ever happens to you, please speak up on it. Don't sweep it under the rug. Don't go ahead with it because those people Don't are using the power. Don't say it's just part of the game, part it's of the not, system. Like, it's not. It's not okay. That's abuse and people are abusing their power. So, mm-hmm. no. Yeah, and even this scene, is it's silent. Like, there's no sound in the background and we're, the camera's so close on Justin's face and it makes you 
so uncomfortable. It's about the silence. Yeah. That's what it is. So then Justin makes it to the loft and he walks in and the first thing he sees is Brian. He's like, oh, you're still up. And I know that Justin just wanted to go home, crawl into a dark loft, go to the shower, Mm -hmm. scrub himself, and then get in the bed. Like, he was not looking forward to seeing Brian. And so because of the comment Justin makes, I feel like Brian stayed awake intentionally. Yeah. To wait for him to get home. No, he did. He stayed up. For one, they have a rule. And then two... He stayed up this because the comment that Brian made was, "Oh, you're home late." You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like you're you're home late, and he's uncomfortable. Like yeah. you can tell he's tense. Mm-hmm. Brian is very and tense, and then he's being a little shady too, a little mm-hmm. sarcastic when he said, "Oh, what are you doing? I have homework." Mm-hmm. Justin has fucking homework too, right? You know what I'm saying? Like you out and you're trying to do the most. You want to prove that you're a man, right? You, want to prove you can do this on your own, but you're not. You're losing focus, right? And he, Brian is no, he's no spring chicken. Oh, you already made it to the bar dancing. Mm-hmm. Oh, your first night. You know? Yeah, he knows something ain't right. Yeah, he, something's up. Yeah, he knows what's up. Mm-hmm. He knows that you did a little extra. You're getting home hella late. The club closed at this time. It was your first night. You could have been gone. Right. But you're just not making it here. Now you already got a promotion on your first fucking night. Come on now. Yeah, and he's worried. Yeah. You know, uh, he's worried because he's like, I don't trust you in that, in- that industry. You're making decisions. And even though in your mind you're doing the right thing, like they're getting more and more questionable like yeah. that is a very slippery slope so yeah i think he's just like this is not a good look i don't like this right and so even justin comes over to give him a kiss and he's gonna go you know, get ready for bed and brian was brian not, is not into it no. yeah mm-hmm. he, and he just kind of like looks over at him and justin says i told you i could take care of myself and then brian's like yeah i guess you can uh, but yeah, in no it, way does yeah. he approve of the way he Justin's does doing not. it. And and that hurt me. I, I, yeah. I said, oh my God, I feel so bad for Brian. Mm-hmm. I feel really bad yeah, for him. He was hurt in that moment. Yeah, because he, yeah, he wants to help him. I mean, we've seen the lengths that he will go to to help Justin, and not just Justin, and also, all but, of them. And even when it comes with Justin, it's not that he wants to help him. He doesn't even have to help him financially. He just wants to help Justin in general. Right. He cares he that care, much. He cares about the kind of person that he is. Yeah. And I think he doesn't like to see Justin compromising yeah. that. You nope. know? Don't compromise his integrity. Uh, and he and wants be- to see him take advantage of And he of. has always believed in Justin. Like mm-hmm. he, just the fact that he's willing to pay for his tuition. Is right. Like, I believe that you're going to do well in whatever your pursuit or is. Or the machine for the artwork. You yeah. Know, like- yeah. Getting him the computer. Yeah. Because, I mean, he's going to art school. And so some people are like, no, I'll pay for you to go do whatever else, but I'm not going to pay for that. But Brian truly believes in him and in his talent. And so he is willing to finance that. And so, yeah, I think I think it hurts him as the he's person okay. in this relationship, yeah. but also just like, I'm a person who is rooting for you to be the best homosexual you can be. <laughs> and so, mm-hmm. and, yeah. And probably in a ways, too, Brian probably feels a little parental you know yeah i mean this is a young kid fresh doesn't really know anything when you're 18 19 you think you know it all Mm -hmm. you know nothing and you know brian 30 looking back like okay they're gonna take you real fast yeah i'm trying my best to stay out of your business but i also need to be in your business Mm -hmm. you know like i know you need to make these mistakes you need to grow but you don't have to do that yeah but the i think i also want to make sure that we say or at least i'll say you can tell me whether you agree or not but I think if this was 18-year-old Brian, he wouldn't have taken the handout either. Oh, def- Brian mm-hmm. definitely would not have taken the handout. <laughs> so, yeah. No. No, he wouldn't have taken it. So, Brian's it's a little a bit breed. hypocritical. Yeah. But, you know, but he's not 18 anymore. And he's in a position where he can offer this. But I think, I'm pretty sure 18-year-old Brian paid his way through. Right. You know, I'm sure he had scholarship 
but I highly doubt Jack and Claire were sending him money for no. groceries and his bar tabs on Not weekends. So yeah, I'm pretty sure he got it done on his own. Mm-hmm. So then we see Michael, and he is at Debbie's, and he's returning the yearbook at three in the morning, or however, whatever time it is. Like, I was like, why are you, you in her really house? could have held that until tomorrow? You I'm know, bringing it back to a you. more respectable hour. Uh, <laughs> why do you still got the key to my house? <laughs> yeah. Why are you here? <laughs> Um, he's in at this point, I think Debbie's like, okay, enough running, enough hiding. And so she turns around and as she's about to tell him the truth, she's like, okay, here's the truth. Your father. And then Michael goes into the story about John Michael Novotny, Lieutenant John Michael Novotny and, uh, (laughs) in the story about Vietnam. And I think he's just telling her like, like, yeah, he knows, but he's like, I I know why you did that. I appreciate what you did. And even though he's got some hurt feelings behind it, like he still he understands, loves his mom. Yeah. Because yeah. he and knows his mom is a wonderful person. And I mean, if she lied, she had to lie for a reason. Yeah. She big. felt like it was the right thing right. to do. Whether other people agree or not, she felt like it was the right thing to do for her son. Uh, but also for for Danny in some ways. Um, but then she says, and his last words were, tell my son I love him more than life itself. And then Michael adds in. I'll always be proud of him, which is that's of course the two of them talking to to each other. Uh-huh. And so it ends on a very sweet note for that, for them. That kind of that I ain't gonna say kinda. Of, that rekindled the love for Debbie. Yeah. You know, and Michael did that because that was such a sweet little gesture that he did. Mm-hmm. He didn't have to do that. He could have came up and been asked, Why are you because normally he would be he would have fit. been, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised I didn't see him running up the stairs and stumping his feet. But yeah. I mean, I thought that he handled the situation very well. And, you know, he knew that was bothering his mom. He didn't want to stress her anymore. And the way they looked at each other's in the eyes, it was just mm-hmm. a very tender moment. And I love that they were able to work through it. And he was able to be the bigger person mm-hmm. and just, you know, let her know, I love you. And if that's a story, mama, that's a story. And that's you the know? story. And that's what it is. That's the truth. Yep. That's the truth I choose. Mm-hmm. So that is this episode. A very good episode. That but mm. kind of unexpected. But like. When you put it all together, it's like, yeah, that's very queer, folks. <laughs> right. No, for real, for real. But girl, dang, it seemed like we were, sh- we were fast on this episode. But it was so much going on. Yeah. There was so much going on. I really did enjoy this. But um, yeah, that was great. It was really, really good. Mm-hmm. Before we sign off, you guys have one more week to submit mailbag questions to us. And we will be do- releasing our mailbag episode probably in June as a special little part of some pride stuff that we're doing. So y'all better come on with it. That's, we want all the questions. Bring yeah. Them. We also have some uh, pride slash Emmett inspired merch up on our Redbubble site. You can find that. You can go to our link tree on like from like Instagram or Twitter or whatever. Or Facebook. Yeah. And the proceeds from those sales are donated to CenterLink to the LGBT uh, youth centers. Absolutely. Well, guys, we hope you enjoyed this episode as we did, as much as we did. And um, yeah, like we said, send in your questions, like, share, and comment. And until next time, guys, happy Pride, and we are out of here. Bye. Bye.